may not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I'm John. Today on the, the Millennial, Millennial Falcon. Falcon. That was nice. That was amazing. We are talking about the Ryloth arc. Yeah. For the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. If that wasn't clear. We're back on the Clone Wars. So first of all, right off right off the bat, you know what I realized? I say right off the bat way too much. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I am not a sports guy. I don't know why a sports reference is so ingrained into you my use, vocabulary. Dude, you use so many sports references. Do Inside I really? baseball? Oh, right I guess I bat. do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't recorded in a little while. I've been sick. I'm recovering. Um, so Josh I apologize. In, Josh is in recovery. I am in recovery. But we're back. We're back. I'll be back. The boys are back in town. I'm out of, I'll be back, references. No? Okay, cool. Um, all right, so we're back with the Clone Wars. Oh, you know what I've been getting into a lot lately? What's that? A couple years ago, I decided I was never allowed to watch or read any Harry Potter. Same. So I watched all of the movies, and I really enjoyed them. I thought they were pretty good. Now I'm going through the books. Wow. Specifically the audiobooks. So Just a sinner over here. Just a big old <laughs> sinner guy. I never, I, I was never allowed to watch Harry Potter either. I still have zero desire to actually watch or read any of that stuff still. The later ones get a little darker from what yeah. I remember. But the books so far are just really like entertaining. Hmm. I've always had challenges with people who are supposed to be good guys using dark magic. I've oh, always had not, issues with that. They're not using dark magic. There's actually, like, they teach you how to defend against, like, it's, in Harry Potter, the wizards that use dark magic are, like, the bad, the bad people, hmm. so. So use good magic. They use good magic. Like the force. <laughs> exactly. Okay, here's, this is something Space I always wizards. find, this is something I always find super funny, is, like, Harry Potter, you're not allowed to watch Harry Potter, go read Narnia and Lord of the Rings instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they just... Magic under the guise of being written by Tolkien or Lewis is fine, but, yeah. <laughs> but J.K. Rowling, that's where we draw the line. And even me just saying her name right now probably lost us like four listeners. Oh, we've, we've probably got a bunch of people upset right so, now. <laughs> she's so divisive that I'm sorry I said her name. But anyways, yeah, that's what I've been watching lately. Hmm. I'm just going to go on record and say... Or reading, I should say, not watching. And sorry. this might lose us a bunch more fans. I'm not a big fan of Lord of the Rings. I've seen them all. I've even partially read The Hobbit, and I just don't, not a big Too fan. Too long? I don't think I'm a big fantasy fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's what it is, honestly. Um, you made a lot of people angry just now. Yeah. I like sci-fi. I'm and... glad that you said that because you were making people a lot more angry than I think I'm making people. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> so, I always um, love when I'm not the bad guy. Mind you, and many people would argue that Star Wars is actually fantasy more than it is sci-fi a lot of people say that it's a sci-fi fantasy so i don't know maybe i do like fantasy but yeah i don't know never been a big fan of the lord of the rings hmm. yeah. we could talk about that so much more but i'm trying not to because yep. we got a podcast to record about the clone wars 
Hey, I'm recording here. All right, let's jump into it. Let's just get into it. Tom Kane, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us off? Planet Ryloth invaded. Subjected to a brutal droid occupation, the people of Ryloth are starving under the blockade of a Separatist fleet. Evil Separatist leader Wat Tambor now rules with an iron fist. Answering a plea from the Senate, the Grand Army of the Republic mounts a bold offensive to liberate the system. It is up to Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka to make way for Obi-Wan's ground assault. Thanks, Tom Kane. Thanks, Tom. Friend of the show, Tom Kane. I'm not saying anything because I want that to happen again. <laughs> All right, here we go. Storm over Ryloth. Season 1, episode 19. By the way, if we didn't say this already, we're doing season 1, episodes 19, 20, and 21. And this is going to be the end of season 1 for a while. There's one episode left of season 1 that we haven't got to, but it's because it comes much later chronologically. So if you're watching along with us, go ahead, watch those. Pause this podcast, come back, and join us for the conversation. Here we go with the official description from Wikipedia for episode 19. Ahsoka disobeys Anakin's orders and loses most of her squadron, prompting Anakin to give his Padawan a lesson in a respect for authority and the opportunity for redemption. Poor Ahsoka. I think this is her first time losing people in battle, right? Like, they were under her her command? Yeah. Because yeah. we did deal with kind of the same thing with Anakin a couple episodes ago. Where yeah. was, but that was mostly like his cockiness. I think mm-hmm. it was more like she's not experienced enough. Yeah, and he wasn't that shaken up by the people dying, I don't think, was he? I don't remember that part. No, because right away the next episode he did something risky again. Yeah, he just does it again. But Ahsoka here is, yeah, she's very upset. She's very impacted yeah. by losing all these clones in battle but yeah she's going off to attack the separatists trying to get through a blockade because ryloth is under siege by the separatist forces that's essentially what this is it's a big rescue mission for yeah. the, the the twi'lek people twi'lek. is it twi'lek or twi'lek it is twi'lek i realized that as we were watching these i was like I you know what they twi'lek. say twi'lek they say twi'lek i specifically remember that because i've always said twi'lek but they keep saying Twi'lek. I kept noticing them saying it that way. So it's pronounced Twi'lek people. Do you know what I just noticed mm. about Anakin? What's that? His costume, the the chest plate thingy, yep. looks exactly like the one that Darth Vader uses. No, it doesn't. Look, look at it. Well, we have, see, look, the little part there. No, it doesn't. Not like with the buttons on it, but it just reminds me, the way he's dressed just kind of reminds me of Darth Vader's Just because it's rigid? <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of Darth Vader's You know, I don't know if button. we talked about this, but I've heard, um, okay, shout out to Scott Higa, but on the Christian Nerd podcast, he's brought this up a few times, about how on the Clone Wars in season one, the reason why Anakin and Obi-Wan have this, like, and all the other Jedi, they tend to have this, like, armor like this Jedi armor that they wear instead of the traditional Jedi robes that they wore in the movies, and all of a sudden they have armor. The reason for that is because they didn't have the budget to do cloth simulations <laughs> when they were animating it. I never thought of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. They didn't have the budget to do cloth sims. like wow. so, so they just replaced it with this like rigid armor instead. Um, huh. So there's not as much like waving and flowing material that they have to animate. 
so yeah, you'll notice that there's there, there's very little like fluid cloth, at least in the first couple seasons. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I never even caught that. I just noticed that they were yeah. armor now. Yeah. I don't know if we've I, mentioned that before. I always thought it was just, oh, they're in war now. Obviously, they're going to wear armor. But then yeah. in Revenge of the Sith, they're not wearing armor. No. And in Attack of the Clones, they're not wearing armor either. Yeah, but I mean, like, oh, war has now started. We should probably mm-hmm. get you guys some armor. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But that's just... I think that's what they're going for with this show, is that they're like, okay, they're in the middle of battle. It's been battle for a while. Now they have armor. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's their... that's how they made an excuse for it anyway. So then this... I know we've talked about before, but this brings this up again. They all have armor now. Ahsoka is walking around in war fields <laughs> in just top. wearing a tube top. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, this I is. I can't wait for her not to be. I can't wait till they mature the character a little more. Okay, this is a funny thing. This is not going to spoil the show Ahsoka for you, but for people that know, you know, if you've been watching Ahsoka, I want to watch Ahsoka. Uh, so this isn't bad. a spoiler. Um, it's just a little design thing. I noticed they do this flashback scene with Ahsoka, and ah, uh, you know what? This may actually be spoiler enough. You started. Come on. Okay. Give g- give me a little something. I'm Minor for spoilers. The show forever. It's it's basically not a spoiler, but if you care, you care. Anyway, they do a flashback scene to when Ahsoka is a kid in the show, like on the battlefield with Anakin, and it's far enough back that it was the time, I'm fairly certain anyway, it was the time when she was wearing tube tops. The tube top And they don't have her wearing a tube top. They actually extended the clothing to actually cover her midriff now. I was like, yep, that's the appropriate move for a little girl. Good move. Good move to redcon that. Uh, so I just thought that was, that was funny. Anyway, back to this episode. Yeah. So right off the bat, I have a question. Oh, right off the bat, sports reference. Oh, okay. Can okay, and this has been in a few other episodes. The their spaceship caught fire, but they're in space. I know. <laughs> fire can't exist in the vacuum of space, right? No, it can't. You know, in my head, what I keep telling myself so I don't get upset about that, because this is a classic sci-fi problem. Explosions don't exist in space to a degree yeah because there's no oxygen in the air it's nothing for the fire to burn so i'm thinking in my head it's the oxygen coming from the Mm. ship that's burning and that's why we see the explosion okay i don't know that's just what i tell myself tell yourself to sleep at night (laughs) that's how i sleep okay yeah (laughs) back to ahsoka i think this is one of the first episodes where we're like maybe the first episode in a little while where there's a lot of ahsoka development there is which yeah. I really enjoyed. I, I, she's probably, maybe it's just because you've, you've brought it up a lot, but I think she's one of my favorite characters now. Yeah, she is my favorite for sure. Like this version of Ahsoka that we're we've been watching is not my favorite, but I, I do love her a lot. Yeah. So when Ahsoka basically takes out her squadron of ships to kind of go and attack the, um, droid command ship. Or whatever, like they're they're attacking all the separatist blockade. That's that's what's happening. She is being so childish and like rebellious and has so much attitude and stuff in this moment. I thought it was like, like after the after she loses her squadron. You mean? Yeah, during that time, like not even when she loses the whole oh, thing when yet. They're flying when she's when, when she's, they're flying out. Okay. Yeah, like there's a couple lines here. It's like General Yularen and Anakin tell Ahsoka to turn around because they're getting overrun by droid ships and stuff like that. They need to retreat. They need to do a tactical retreat. And she is not listening. She's like, no, we can do this. We can take them out. We can, we can 
like make this mission successful. And so she's disobeying orders. And General Yaloran's like, did you train her not to follow orders? Is what he says to Anakin. He did. Because, yeah, he basically did. He did. <laughs> he basically did. Because she's following by example. Because Anakin does this all the time. Yeah. Right? And he makes reference to that later. But there's this moment where Ahsoka, because they're radioing her again. And she's like, cool your jets, General. I noticed that. I was like, I was like oh. Court Martial. I was like, man... If you were still, like, living with your parents, you would get a spanking or something because that was, like... I'm just saying, if I did ever t- if I'd ever talk back to my parents... Seriously. Ooh, my mom, especially, she was a scary one. You would get in big trouble talking For back. Real? Like, she had such, like, attitude when she said that. It's like, you are talking to an authority figure here. Like, that was over the line. I was just thinking, too, like, okay, you want people to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Be serious. Like, after she loses Axe, I think it kind of, like, forces her into maturity a little bit and stuff. Like, this is when we finally see Ahsoka starting to mature a bit. Because there's been other moments where we've been like, wow, that was really immature from her, too. Which, she is a kid. So, I mean, it's only fair, I suppose. Uh, Especially once Anakin's like, okay, so we're going to do this again. We're not retreating. We're going to go back into the fight. We're not having any more reinforcements, but we're going to try this again. And by the way, you got to lead it. It's going to be your strategy. It's going to be everything that you're coming up with. And you have to do this. So that really forced her yeah. into. I think there was also lot. part of it was like intentional that he saw how badly this was affecting her. And from my perspective, it was like he noticed, like, I got to I gotta build her confidence up like, oh, yeah. quick. Because we training need this to happen. Yeah. There was also a little spoiler. I think it was in this one. Maybe it was the second one. But there was a little teaser of Mace Windu. And I was like, Oh, I'm hoping we get more Mace Windu in these in this trilogy. So. Oh, yeah. And we do. <laughs> a little foreshadowing there. A little foreshadowing there for you. I really liked Martuk. Martuk, the general, like the separatist general. Yeah. Um I liked him against against the likes of Anakin. Yeah. I thought they compared well. It reminded me a little bit of Admiral Trench. Like he she, he was just like a really Yeah. like the spider guy. Uh-huh. Um like, he just seemed like a really good general. Like, he kind of knew what he was doing. He was, like, trying to strategize and figure out and get into Anakin's head to try to figure out what he would be doing, just like Admiral Trench did. Um, so it was very reminiscent he, of that. I think he was just a little vain, though. Oh, yes. I mean, so was the other guy, I think. Because yeah. I think what what ultimately undid him was that he was trying to... Like, it's going to be so great to... I'm going to be so well-respected among the Separatists when I bring you home with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a prisoner. Yeah. The voice actor that did his voice, I thought I recognized it. It's Corey Burton. He's a white dude that does that guy's voice. I was for sure it was like familiar. an Asian actor that I recognized. I but Corey Burton has like a massive IMBD list of shows he's done. He's a big, big voice actor. He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I liked him as a villain. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really cool. I did like, I did, I, like I said, I did notice he was a little bit vain, but he seemed like intelligent too. Like he, he, yes, he was able to like, okay, I can see Anakin's past. I think I know exactly what he's going to do here. Mm-hmm. So he was very well studied. Yes. Like the know your opponent thing. It was actually a pretty cool strategy. I think that Ahsoka came up with. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in Star Wars. Um, what do you mean like where they fly the ship sideways yeah 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 so she like and and i feel like i've thought of that before too there's like it would make a good shield 
yeah. to just turn one of these ships sideways, and lo yeah. and behold, that's what her strategy was. So also, it's a cool. very Anakin planned. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ra- take my ship <laughs> yeah. and ram it into theirs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very Anakin thing of like, well, we lost one ship, but we yep. won. I love it when that happens in movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and and things are just like okay. We ran out of bullets, or we don't have anything left to do. Let's, Let's just the crash our ship into their ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, how strong are these shields? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, okay, is it that they only deflect beams? Because I looked like the ships... I couldn't tell if, the sh- if like, the enemy ships were flying into their battleship or just flying into the lasers. Uh, I think there's some of both. Because, and then with, like, their speeders or attackers, whatever they're called, right? Mm-hmm. What are they called? Like the droid ones? No, with the Jedi. Oh, there's a few different things. They had Y-bombers. They had um, Jedi fighters. Yeah, well, anyway, they're, they're fighter called, jets. Yeah. Were they able to go underneath the Separatist ship's shield to attack it, or were they just attacking the shield? No, they would just attack the shield. I mean, the bombs usually get through shields. Yeah. Um, for the most part, anyway. Which is why they're so effective if they can actually get to them mm-hmm. once they lay those bombs usually they'll blow through the shields like physical objects in star wars tend to most of the time this isn't always a hard and fast rule but they 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 usually can go right through a shield like physical yeah. objects versus lasers yeah okay yeah yeah that's all all right ratings visual effects uh i just gave it a 7.5 yeah, visual effects were good. I would say I would give it a 7.5 as well. Yeah. Acting, I thought, actually kind of suffered in this one a little bit. I thought the the main villain, the what was his name again? I thought he was good. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked... think Ahsoka had, was, uh, struggled a little bit in this one. She was The delivery of some of her lines mm-hmm. was a little bit a little rough. I actually thought Anakin was probably the weakest performance in this one, in my opinion, from what I, I noticed. I thought they both kind of suffered, but I yeah. thought it was Ahsoka. Honestly, Anakin and Ahsoka kind of suffer a lot in season one. <laughs> I think it's their weakest season for acting. Yeah. They get a lot better, but yeah, wasn't too great. I give it a six point one. I think I would go. I'm gonna go six point three. Character development, not too much. I don't think. Like, I'm we gonna talk it, about Ahsoka. I'm gonna give it a seven. A seven point eight. Yeah, there was some. There wasn't a lot. Yeah, there was like one. There was like a plot point that got that got resolved, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it showed her growing as a leader. Yeah, so and it introduced that new, like we said, or Martuk guy. But you don't really. I wonder if he ever comes back. Yeah, I can't even remember if he does come back or not. But I would like him to come back. There was a few other characters. Yeah. I would. I would like to see Trench. I would like to see mm-hmm. a lot of characters again. But I gave this one a six point five. Nothing special. Seven point eight for this one. Seven point eight for character development. Yeah. That's right. Really? That's pretty high. Mm. I thought it was around average. You know, it's about average. Honestly, that was a bit high. No, okay. yeah, your average is always higher than mine. <laughs> I'm going to go 7.6. 7.6? Because it was a little bit above like the average of like none, but yeah, okay. I'll go 7.6. Dialogue. That wasn't Dialogue kind of suffered. Like, with special. The, yeah. Like, I can't, I don't know if it was that the lines were bad or the delivery was bad. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I'm going to give this one a 6.3 as well. Nothing stood out at all. It was a 6.5 for me. Nothing was, like, that bad either dialogue-wise. It's just nothing stood out. So, 6.5. Sound design. I just gave it a straight-up 7 even for this. 
Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I'm going to go 7.5. I know my usual average for sound design has been like 7.5, but I feel like I've been going too high too fast with my ratings, so I'm trying to kind of balance it out a little bit, but 7. Story plot. I did enjoy this one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like a huge plot. It wasn't amazing, but it was was good. I'm going to give it... I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it an 8.1. Wow. Okay. I gave it a 7.5. I thought it was enjoyable. I liked certain aspects of it. I liked just the Ahsoka having to basically overcome losing people in battle and then her kind of redemption and coming up with a strategy that actually worked and everything. It's a pretty classic formula for a story, but it was was good. It was enjoyable. So 7.5. Yeah. So that brings my average score to a 6.9. Oh, I got a 7.2. 7.2. All right. That means our total score is a 7.1. 7.1 average score for the Millennial Falcon. Storm of Ryloth, Season 1, Episode 19. All right. Let's get into the next one. Season 1, Episode 20, Innocence on Ryloth. Tom. Why don't you take us away? Invasion. Separatist leader Wat Tambor has taken control of the planet Ryloth and subjugates its people through a brutal droid occupation. In a daring surprise attack, Jedi Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano defeated the space blockade guarding the planet. Now, Jedi Generals Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi lead a massive invasion to liberate the starving people. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, man. All right, John, why don't you take us away with the official description? Okay, official description. To sabotage a powerful Separatist weapon, Obi-Wan and a small clone force enter an occupied town and discover that its residents are being used as a living shield. Bum, bum, bum. So I watched the second one, and I really enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. And I thought this one was going to be my favorite because I enjoyed this one more. You enjoyed this one more? than the, Than the previous one. I think this is my least favorite of yeah? the trilogy. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought I it was thought just it was slow. Good. I thought the pacing was really slow on this one. I just I had trouble like I don't know. I got bored <laughs> I think watching oh, this one a little end bit. Of it really picked up. Yes. I it did. Really, okay, yeah, yeah. I like the ending of the episode. The the, mm-hmm. the bottom or the the top half lagged a little. Yeah. Yeah. The middle of this one yeah. I I feel like was quite slow. It was that ninth inning that was so beautiful. <laughs> Another sports reference for you. So, right... Wow, I was about to say right off the bat again. Just get into it. So, this episode largely features Boyle and Waxer, the clones. Um, Like, they're basically the main Mm -hmm. characters of this part of the... Trilogy? Of this episode. Boyle, right in the very beginning of this episode, he makes... Like, such an aggressive comment, I felt like. I wrote down the quote here. It's like, if we're here to free the tailheads, the least they can do is get out of our way. I know. He hates them. He hates the tail. Why? He hates the Twi'lek, and I have no idea. It's like he's weirdly aggressive towards the Twi'lek people. Isn't, is tailhead kind of like a slur? It's a derogatory term. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, he calls the little girl a tailhead. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's like he's just being aggressive. Like, he doesn't like these people. It's like he doesn't want to be there on but this why? relief mission. I have no idea. 
I have no idea. There's like no backstory to that. Isn't he the same droid, the same clone, not droid, that when Obi-Wan's like, we're not using, we're only using blasters, we're not using mm-hmm. bombs and explosives, and he has these two big guns, he's like, yeah, puts him down all grumpy. Yeah, and then he makes this comment right after. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's oh, when he made this comment. Oh, that's the same scene. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I'm thinking of when they're walking, when he's walking with Waxer. No, not yet. I find it really cool how all the clones, like, personalize their helmets a little bit well not all of them but some of them no a lot of them do basically the ones that are named (laughs) usually the ones that have names actually do personalize their look a little bit especially if they have their helmets off like they all have their own different haircuts and stuff like boyle actually has facial hair he has a goatee dude mustache is it a goatee or handlebar to me it looked like a handlebar i think it's a full goatee Um, isn't it graphics on this one though yeah like the scene where they're flying into ryloth and they're Mm -hmm. getting bombed yeah is so good yeah like, i think it looks so good it I does it look good. really good yeah it was a good looking episode they did yeah. they did a good job and man mace windu he brought it in this one and the next one i feel like i um, was gonna save that for the next one because he brought it the next one he definitely brings it because there's a lot more of him in it but even in this one right at the beginning when he's like i can't remember the comment he makes but it's like okay i mean business like obi-wan you need to go do this and like clones, you need to go mm-hmm. do this, and we're gonna win this battle, kind of a thing. And it's like yeah. he's just like, I am here. I mean, business. Don't mess with me. I'm Mace Windu. Well, it's funny that he's based off of like Sam. He was originally played by yeah. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Which funny story. The reason he has a purple lightsaber. I heard this. I don't know if it's true. It's true. I know the story. Yes, that he he was like, I'm. I want a purple one. And yeah. they're like, Okay, you're Samuel Jackson. We're gonna yeah. give you a purple one. So now some Jedi's have purple. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of him. It's only him, I think, yep. right? Yeah, he's the only That's one. That's hilarious. It's recorded, the conversation, when he asks him. You can actually look at it. It's in like I... a special features scene on uh, Phantom Menace, I think. I love that so much. Or maybe Attack much. the Clones. But yeah, it's oh, funny. I love Mace. He's just... He's just so fun. The actor that does his voice, we've said it so many times, mm-hmm. but he really does do a good job. He the does. The guy who does Mace Windu. He doesn't sound a lot like Samuel Jackson to me. No. But he does sound He's like very Mace good, Windu. Though. Yeah. So there's a really cool scene when the clones, like, they're all on the ground and everything, and they're attacking the droids. There's such a cool scene when they're lobbing the grenades, like, the uh, yeah. the droid poppers, and they're trying to, like, get them up into these towers, but they can't quite reach, and Obi-Wan uses the Force to kind of, like, mm-hmm. make them go up higher. That was just a really cool little... That was cool. Like, I highlight thought, of them using the Force. I, I was really paying attention in that scene, too, because mm-hmm. I was still like, they oh, they said no explosives. Obi-Wan, yeah. you're disobeying yourself. And then, oh, they just, like, shocked them. And yeah, was, they're droid poppers cool. is, I think, what they call them. They Just, like, electric yeah. bombs. Kind of like an EMT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something or like EMP, that. not EMT. <laughs> EMT is... <laughs> Uh, that's that's a title. That's one is a life saving device and another is a life not saving oh, device. That's funny. Also, humans are devices. <laughs> the tactical droids are really cool. This is an awesome episode, kind of featuring like how smart they made tactical droids mm-hmm. and stuff. Like especially, I think it's the next one. Especially, they highlight just like how much their programming is just like dead set on i don't care how many people i like uh, of my own people that i kill it's whatever gets the mission accomplished Mm -hmm. and stuff it's like even the droid doesn't care about sacrificing droids if it means they're going to accomplish the mission 
and stuff, which is such a ruthless commander thing. But even the tactical droids do that. And they're very smart, though. So I just appreciate that. It's like they should just give them guns and maybe they'd actually hit things. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't want the Separatists to win. But if you if you put me in charge of the Separatist budget, I will show you how much money you can save just by making the stronger droids mm. and not making the dummy, dummy Roger Rogers. We need to make like a little poster. It's like John for Separatist leader. <laughs> okay, okay. If we get merch, can we do one where it says vote for John? Vote for John. Separatist for the, for the separatist, separatist alliance. <laughs> the separatist treasure spot is mine. Uh, I want to be. You want to be head of the. I think it's the trade federation that make yeah. all the droids. So it's well. Like, you want to join but the don't trade worry. federation? I'll be like. I'll be like a like a double agent, like a secret mm-hmm. spy. So I feel like this is a pretty classic plot in this one, where it's like the two soldiers find one of the locals mm-hmm. and stuff, and just like it's the been kid. done a lot, but it's, it's been done a lot. Like they find a kid. They kind of protect the kid and bring it back to his people and stuff, mm-hmm. or her her people in this case. Um, but again, Boyle doesn't like the little girl and stuff, and calls her like you said, tailhead again, and stuff. And yeah, it it is so strange. I really wish they would have given a little bit more backstory. I guess that is kind of a character development lacking moment there. It's like we don't have enough development for Boyle to understand why he doesn't like the Twilight people. Yeah, I'm just going off. <clears throat> I'm assuming he just doesn't like them yeah another Um, cool force moment is when it was like another classic like release the dogs kind of thing release the the hounds yeah where like there's like uh large monster things get released by the tactical droid and they send them after the clones where obi-wan uses the force to basically tame the beasts like he entrances them or whatever Mm -hmm. i love it because there's so many cool moments in this series but especially in rebels where they use the force to kind of like influence wild animals. It's a really cool thing that keeps happening over and over again. But it was it was just a really yeah. awesome moment. That was a really cool moment. That was a really this trilogy has a lot of really cool force moments. It does. And I want to say nothing else about that until we talk about the next episode. Okay. Well, uh, I don't want to say anything else because you got right ahead. I don't really have too much else to say about this one. Um, like the it, it just it felt a little slow. Just with the like Waxer and Boyle just kind of wandering around through the ruins of the city and stuff. And that, um, that, that it, it really, like you said, it wasn't until the very end when everybody gets back together and they basically take out the droids and free yeah. the Twilight people. The only other thing I want to say is the, the laser cannon things, mm-hmm. they were cool weapons. It was basically like a cannon on legs. Like that's the same one they had in Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the I same thought they ones. were. I thought they were cool. Yeah, and yeah, like the after they helped the Twilight, the Twi'leks escape. Obi, like the the scene where Obi Wan like just goes on a little bit of rampage and then then sees the tank. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Yeah, and then yeah, it was and then cool. you see all the Twi'leks like rush in and bombard the tank. Mm-hmm. That was so sweet. Yeah. Okay. He climbs onto the he climbs onto the laser cannon. And he fires at the other two lasers. Oh, you're talking about the droid laser cannon that these, like is actually like a kind of like a droid. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I those weren't. Are, we're watching the episode as we're talking. I'm yes. just pointing at it like you guys can see what we're looking at. <laughs> no, the, these were not in the Phantom Menace, the ones that you're talking about. I actually don't even know what these are called. They're that like droid. They don't have eyes. Like they are piloted, but 
Yeah, they're giant laser oh, I cannons. I thought they were just vehicles. Well, yeah, they are. That's what I mean. Like, they're yeah. piloted by the droids. But yeah, they have those legs and stuff. They they have, like, basically shells that they have to load into it. That was kind of a cool scene where Boyle and Waxer basically had to load the cannon mm-hmm. for Obi-Wan to fire at the droids and stuff. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this one. Obi-Wan's performance was really good in this. Yeah, no, I really liked him in this one. I don't really have much to say. I'm No. Okay. You want to get into the ratings? Let's do it. All right. Let's do this then. Visual effects animation, 7.5 again for me. That yeah. That was good. I'm with you on the 7.5. Acting went way up for me. I, the acting was a lot better in this one. On this one. I gave it a 7.7. 7. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.8. 7.8. Character development. I don't know. Nobody was really developed in this one, I don't think. Like, you get to see two new characters, but like I said, like, they're introduced, like, Boyle and Waxer, as far as the clones. Um, mm-hmm. Boyle and Waxer were introduced in this one, but we don't really know anything about them. In fact, we wish we knew more about them going into it, which is usually a bad thing when you're, like, not understanding the motives for certain characters. So, I don't know. That brought it a lot down for me. 5.9. Whoa. Wow. There's a lot to be desired. Anytime I'm like wishing there was more development so I can better understand what they're doing, that just brings it right down. Like it wasn't terrible. It wasn't below a five. It's still okay. So 5.9. Yeah. I don't think I would go that low at all. I would, I will go, I would go like 6.9. I was debating keeping in the sixes, but. I don't know. I just I felt like I wanted more. Yeah. I mean, it was only them. Everybody else was fine. But dialogue was fine. Dialogue was better in this one. It was better it in was, this one. I didn't like think it was amazing, but no. I didn't notice it was awful. So yeah, there was no lines. It's that average. I, yeah. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Six point seven for me. Yeah. Sound design, I actually thought was like there's a few moments where I just like appreciated the the score in this one where i just noticed it in the end of it it was really like yeah it really aided the suspense i agree so i'm gonna give that 7.8 i gave it 7.2 the plot i was not a big fan of the plot in this one i mean it wasn't bad it just was so done before yeah Um, it was very unoriginal 6.2 I liked it. I it was not original. It was done a lot, but I thought it was well executed. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a seven point eight. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Like if they, yeah, it, it's okay to do plots that we've seen before. It's really hard not to do that when it's a TV show. But yeah, I, I, I it was good. It was okay. It was okay. Six point two. Yep. All right. So that gives my average score to be a six point nine. So my average was seven point. So Mm. both of ours together make the official Millennial Falcon rating a 7.2. 7.2 for Innocence of versus Innocence on Ryloth. All right, let's go. Last episode of this arc, and then we're done season one for quite a while. Liberty on Ryloth. Tom, why don't you take us away? 
Republic victory is at hand. Clone troopers under the command of the Jedi have successfully invaded the Separatist-occupied world of Ryloth. Anakin Skywalker battles the enemies in the skies, while Obi-Wan Kenobi frees villages from the grip of vile Separatist leader Wat Tambor. Now Jedi General Mace Windu leads the attack on enemy lines in the final offensive to liberate the capital city of Lesu. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Wow, you're going to thank Tom for his contributions to the show or not? Oh, I'm sorry. Usually you get mad at me when I thank Tom. No, you can thank, you have to thank Tom. <laughs> Just do it the way you want. <laughs> All right, I'll read the description here. Official description. With his forces stretched thin, Mace Windu must convince the Twi'lek freedom fighter, Cham Sindula. Cham or Cham? I think it's Cham. Cham Sindula to help him save the I... capital city from the droid's destruction. Was it Cam? Oh, it's totally Cam. Cam Sindula. Why did I say Cham? I knew it was Cam. Spelling. Spelling. Cam Sindula. So, fun fact, and you won't have any idea who this is probably because we haven't gotten there yet, but if you're watching Ahsoka right now, you definitely know. Sorry, I keep bringing that up. John really wants to watch Ahsoka and I keep telling him not to. I, I panic texted him the other day and I was like, talk me down, dude. Talk me down. I'm watching this show. Give me a reason not it. to do it. He's like, don't do it. I, you can't have all the spoilers. Yeah. I'd be so sad. Like, it doesn't spoil a ton from Clone Wars that you haven't already spoiled for yourself, but it, it does spoil a ton from Rebels. So that's why I don't want you to watch it. But oh, anyway, okay. uh, Cam Dula, that's Hera's father. So fun fact for everyone that loves Rebels and is watching Ahsoka, that is Hera's dad. Hera's dad. He's pretty rad. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was my Star Wars cover of Stacy's mom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Our album is coming out real soon. Oh, gosh. Nobody's going to buy that album. All right. <laughs> I will not torture you with an album. Anyhow. Mace Windu, we already said, but man, is he ever good. He's very, very good in this. I, I love that this was a Mace Windu heavy mm -hmm. episode. I love that. Even in the movie, I thought, I want more Mace Windu. Yeah. You get a little more in Revenge of the Sith from what I remember, but I just I always want more Mace Windu. There's yeah. certain there's certain Star Wars characters that I just they get painfully little screen time. See, I don't feel like Mace Windu is that good in the movies. In the shows, Mace Windu is amazing. He's really good in the shows. He's also very good in the comics. Um, there's a lot of comics with Mace Windu too. Uh, but yeah, there's all the expanded Star Wars universe stuff. Mace Windu is amazing. I think I just like, I think he just looks cool and I like that he's played by Samuel mm -hmm. Jackson, so I just want more yeah. from him in the movies. Mm -hmm. But I love him in the shows as well. Like he he's just always plays like this force to be reckoned with kind yeah. of a guy. It's like, seriously, don't mess with me. I'm super powerful. And uh, like as we're talking about Mace Windu, like this is what I wanted to talk about. This one, he does something that I just was so satisfying to me because I'm every time there's a fight scene, I'm like, why don't you just use the force like mm -hmm. a lot more? Mm -hmm. And he just like is going on a and force rampage. And I'm just like, I love it. I love it. I love yep. it so much. Yep. Because you just whoosh, bam, whoosh, <laughs> That's my force noises. <laughs> okay. Since you brought it up, I'll talk about it now because it's kind of like near the later end of the episode. But when he's doing all those whoosh, bam, bow things with whoosh, the force, bam, pow, there's a moment 
where he's like walking in up on all these different droids single-handedly nonetheless there's no clones with him at this point uh basically he passes the bridge this is totally skipping over everything the bridge but, scene yeah okay all oh, the bridge scene was all right so let's just get cool. to it i'll come back and mention a couple other things later the bridge scene they're crossing this super narrow bridge which would be terrifying because it's a plasma bridge that they can just turn on and off so you can fall into the trench and die, mm-hmm. which is a really cool concept for a bridge. But yeah, man, that was so cool when they basically discovered that they were hiding inside one of the, the droid carriers and they escape, but they were turning off the plasma bridge once they noticed that they're there. So Mace Windu uses the force, lifts up the two clones, gets them right to the edge so they can hang on to the side of the cliff before they die. And Mace Windu... They have such a cool moment, like, for the sound design in that was, moment, too. I was just about to say, the sound design, like, takes this scene yeah. to a whole other level. Because they, like, they drop all mm-hmm. the sound. And yeah. you just, like, feel the suspense. And they oh, yeah. slow they slow down the pacing. Yeah. And it, you can feel the suspense. And I watch it, I'm like, is something wrong with my headphones right now? <laughs> no, that was so cool. It's like it's hard to like say anything other than oh it's so cool without yeah. just like ex- describing every single beat of the yeah. fight, but really cool. If you watched it, you know it was awesome. But right after that, after he basically gets to the other side, lifts up the clone with the force again to take him off the edge of the cliff, and he's like, "All right, guys, I saved you lives. Now you guys go turn back on the plasma bridge so the rest of the like troops or whatever mm-hmm. can get through." I'm going to basically single-handedly take on this entire wave of of droids coming at us. He did something that I've always thought, like you mentioned, like use the force more when you're doing these battles. In the past, anytime droid Dakars come to fight Jedi, the Jedi always struggles with the droid Dakars. They're the ones that roll and then they have those shields. Yeah, every that Jedi was so always great. struggles with those. They always be like, "Oh no, we can't like get through the shield, or they're too strong with their blasters or whatever." Mace Windu just like, "Oh," and he just forces them and basically like blows them up before they can even yeah. get get their shields up. But it, and it doesn't even seem like it's like a big force book. No force push. It's just like whoosh. it's just like okay, Mace Windu is strong, like yeah. to just be able to take out all these guys like instantly like that. And he's just like, "Yep, I'm here. This is." my place i own this now (laughs) i am the boss (laughs) i am tired of these droids on this planet (laughs) too many mother beeping droids on this mother beeping planet (laughs) yeah there's one character trait that every samuel jackson character always has in common Mm -hmm. is he is one bad mama jamma (laughs) that's true There's this moment earlier in the episode that I I kind of love that they did this because I don't even know I wasn't que- why I wasn't questioning it earlier in this series, but in Phantom Menace, they take out the droid control tower, and that is what stops all of the droids. So that all the droids are controlled by the droid control tower. In which one? In the Phantom Menace. Okay. The movie, episode one. When they take out the control tower, all the droids deactivate, right? Like, that was the whole thing. The droids make a comment about this, about how they find an older model droid. And you're like, oh, this is one of those old models and stuff. It, like, we're not controlled by a central command ship anymore. We are independent thinkers now. And they're all like, roger, 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 roger. roger, roger. roger, roger. Yes, I was just about to comment on that, too. And it's like, I appreciated that moment because it was like, okay, 
the separatists learn from their mistakes i love it when movies like anything it's cool when they do it in star wars too but i love it when they show people learning from their mistakes because mm. it's like okay so maybe it's not a good idea to have one central ship that controls all the droids so now they're making all the droids individual thinkers there's no longer one thing you can take out that wipes out the entire army <laughs> yeah it's like it's awesome that they learned from that mistake and they adapted later in this episode there's this really tragic moment when the separatists decide to bomb one of the the twi'lek cities they that, bombed a lot of cities yeah but it was really but sad it, one one was caught on the on the episode but like they were they yeah. went through bombing a lot of places mm-hmm. like it, in that moment though when like cuz they were just looking at a city like uh, sorry some of the clones were looking over one of the cities and all of a sudden ships come in they bomb it and they're kind of just standing there, which I get they're far away from the city, like relatively anyway. But I feel like I wanted them to rush into the city and see if they could save anybody after those bombings. Oh, like they could have yeah. helped. Like only part of the city was blown up in flames and stuff. They could have at least like went in there, tried to like get some people out of some burning buildings or something, like do some relief work there. Like there's there's enough of you, I feel like, to at least spend a few hours to try to get some people out of that city. Um, but they kind of just were like, well, that sucks, and they moved on. Um, I was like, I really wish they would have kind of been more of a support in that yeah. moment. No, that makes sense. That's uh, – it, it, it just – I was expecting a lot more from this um, – the vil- I thought he was going to be the main general. I forget, What was his name? The weird – Oh, Wat Tom uh, – Wat Tambor. Yeah, but then the ghost calling him Emmer, Emer, or something like that. Really? They can, they give him two names. So his, I don't know. His name Watt is Wat Tambor. I I thought they were pronouncing his name strangely at a few different moments. But like they call him Emir Tambor or something along those lines at a couple spots. Perhaps. But I don't. Anyways, I I wanted more out of that character, and I mm-hmm. feel like all we got from him is oh I'm running away or. Like, yeah. oh, I refuse to run while they tell me to retreat. He's a pretty forgettable villain. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really do or add much to this at all. He looked weird. Yeah, he did look weird, too. It was cool, though, at, like, the very end when Mace Windu does, like, get those two droids and tells them to turn back on the plasma bridge. When they're doing that and they get into that room, they take out the droids. Two of those commando droids show up those are the ones that we've talked about before about how like these are the good ones these are the droids that are actually like good because they can jump around they can dodge bullets and stuff two clones took out two commando droids which i thought was very impressive because normally those guys are taking out multiple clones for each one of those droids in the past anyway so that's what i'm telling you make me your treasurer and i will allocate your funds properly You have my business card. All right. Should we get to the ratings? You got any other comments? Again, just really good soundtrack on this one. Like the bridge scene where they dropped the audio yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Just was, it just, like I said, it just escalated it mm-hmm. so much more. Yeah, it was really good. All right. Let's get into the ratings. Visual effects. 7.5. Again. Same as the last yeah. few for me. Acting. I thought it was pretty good. That was, I don't think there was any performances in this one that I was like, oh, that was really bad. 7.7. 7. Oh, yeah. Me too. 7.7. 7. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Character development. Um, 
I thought it wasn't bad. We got to know Mace Windu a lot more than we've really seen him before. I think we just see more of him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we already know who he is at this point, but we... I don't know. It's nice to see more of him. It is nice because I don't think we've seen too much at all from tactical tactical droids yet. So it was cool to see more of mm-hmm. them. Get to know the Twi'lek, Twi'lek people a bit more. Champs and Dula's introduced, which he's a major character. Cam. Uh, wow. Thank you. Cam Sandula is introduced. Very big character. Again, he's just introduced. We don't mm-hmm. necessarily get a ton of backstory for him yet. And we get a little bit, but it, it wasn't bad. The development wasn't bad. wasn't great. I think it was like right in the middle for me. 7.5. Yeah, I gave it an 8.2. Yeah? Just because I liked, I liked seeing more Mace Windu. Hmm. Dialogue, I thought wasn't too good. I remember there being a few scenes where I was like, that was a little cheesy, or there were some lines that weren't awesome. I can't remember any examples, but at the time when I was doing my ratings, I was looking at that. I was like, ah, that wasn't really that great. 6.8. I don't remember it being bad. Like, nothing stuck out to me as being like, oh, that's really cringy, or oh, that's really wonderful. No. So I, I'm going to give it a 7.4. Yeah. I didn't really notice anything wrong with it. Sound design. We were talking about that already. Yeah. Very good. I gave it a 7.8. Uh, I'm going to go 8.2. 8.2. I was debating bringing it closer to an 8, um, but 7.8 for me. Oh, you know what? 8.2 st- no, 8.2 stands. All right. That bridge scene just did mm-hmm. it for me, so 8.2 stands. I really enjoyed the plot of this one. I thought this one was the best of the three. Yeah. This one was really fun. 7.7 for the plot. I'm going to go 8.3 on plot. Wow. Okay. That brings my average score to an even 7.5. I have a 7.9. Ooh. That makes the average score for this episode 7.7. 7.7 for Liberty on Ryloth, Season 1, Episode 21. And that's another review in the books. That wraps up Season 1 for now. For now. Yep. For a good while. Honestly, I feel like we have almost an entire season between now and the next uh, time we get back to Episode 1. Yep. Or... Season one, sorry. Um, So, yeah. Join us next time as we talk about season two, episodes one to three. So, another three-part one, the Holocron Heist. Follow us on Instagram. At the Millennial Falcon Podcast. That's all, folks. Bye!